Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And here we go again. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. And I hope you folks are having a grand gay old time this weekend. I know you folks in L.A. and San Diego. I know for a fact. I saw it myself. You definitely had a grand gay old time, at least the last couple of days. And I also know that you folks who are into roaching, you folks are definitely having a grand gay old time. And if you don't know what roaching is, that is, well, I guess they call it a dating trend. In my day, you just went out on a date, not those dopey millennials. Not those Gen Z kids. No. They have to have dating trends. They just can't date. Roaching is where you are dating someone else, but you're not necessarily exclusive. In fact, you are definitely not exclusive. What roaching is, is when you're dating someone and they're getting banged by half of LA. If you know what I mean, folks. That's kind of what roaching is. You're dating someone. You're sleeping with them. They are sleeping with half of L.A. I guess that's just kids these days. It kind of comes with this, well, for lack of a better term, abandonment of being a heterosexual. Remember, folks, being heterosexual, meh, that's for losers. I guess monogamy is kind of going that way as well. And we do have a story. It kind of touches on that topic a bit, but we'll get to that in due course. So let's go ahead and jump into our news headlines. And this first one is from Queerty. Those girls over at Queerty. And how is this for a headline? Harry Styles sexuality. Everything you need to know. So yes, folks. Harry Styles That closet case, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. That closet case, potential closet case. That girl is back. And I will admit, folks, normally I do read these articles. But this one, I just kind of scanned this article. Reading vapid garbage like this, to me anyway, is like watching ESPN. I can literally feel my IQ dropping as I do so. So anyway, I'm just scanning and scanning this stupid, vapid article, this banal garbage, that queerty, those 
girls over at QWERTY put out, and I get to the bottom. And at the bottom of this article, they pose the question, so is Harry Styles gay? I don't know what we've been talking about for the last six months, but those girls over at QWERTY, they had to ask that stupid question again. Worse than asking that stupid question, though, they actually tried to answer it. And this is what those idiots came up with. There is no definitive answer. No kidding, girls. At this moment, at least. Again, no kidding, girls. We will just have to wait and see what the superstar reveals about himself next. Okay. I suppose in my jet lag state, I have, I guess, two thoughts on this one. First off, you girls over at Queerty, you girls are complete morons with your silly clickbait article with the misleading headline. Kind of like your stupid Superman is coming out of the closet headline. Completely misleading. If you can't answer the stupid question that you girls posited, it's clearly not everything you need to know. I would call you girls over there at Queerty an embarrassment to journalism, but Fredo Kumo and those other hysterical drama queens over at CNN, they would get more than a little butt hurt if I gave their title to you silly girls over at Queerty. That's my first thought. You idiots don't have any clue what real journalism is. Number two, Jesus Christmas, Harry. Enough already. You are the Demi Lovato of Closet Case Queens. Absolutely exhausting. And let me tell you something else, Harry. You might have those girls over at Queerty Fold, but you are not fooling Miller Frost or White Boy Malcolm X. So, Harry, come on out of that closet already, sister girlfriend. You can head over to Instagram like any new gaby would and step on out. And I can see him, White Boy Malcolm X. I can totally see him pulling a Ricky Martin circa 2000. You folks remember Barbara Walters. She was banging on that closet door. Ricky, back in 2000, he was way in the back of the closet. He was so far back in the closet, folks, that he was behind the shoes. That's how far back in the closet Ricky Martin was. So when Barbara was banging on that closet door, poor Ricky, back in 2000, he was like, go away, go away, there's nobody here, there's nobody here in the closet. And if you'll remember, folks, Barbara wasn't having any of that. She kept knocking. Poor Ricky. Go away, go away, please, please, please. There's no queen here. There's no one behind the shoes. Go away. To this day, folks, Ricky Martin has PTSD and is traumatized about all of that. But I can see White Boy Malcolm X. I can see Harry Styles after all this gay baiting, after all this God knows what he's doing with the extravagant clothing, him going gay for pay, all of that. 
I can see him a few years after he's quit playing all these stupid games, comes flying right out of that closet. Of course, everyone's going to be like, no, duh. But after all that, Wipeout Malcolm X, he comes out of the closet. I can see him pulling something similar. Oh, I just wasn't ready to come out. And all these inquiries, they traumatized me and gave me PTSD. Just like Ricky Martin did. So Harry, princess, please, 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 just do it already. Rip that band-aid off. This next one is from a website called Red. Yes, folks, Red, just like the color. Bigger love. Despite the stigma, non-monogamous relationships are becoming more mainstream. But could they actually be the future of modern romantic love? And the sound you hear right now, folks, other than my voice, is a million queens out there laughing hysterically, saying to you folks, welcome to the party. Yeah, there are a lot of gay couples who are into that. They like to have their cake and eat it too. They like to have the man at home, but they also like to go out and bang half of L.A., Kind of like Ronan Rubenstein. He's got the girlfriend at home. And no, I am not going to call him a lazy bisexual. He's got the girlfriend at home. But being bisexual, he can go out and get banged by half of L.A. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. But in all seriousness, I've actually known a couple gay couples who had open relationships. I knew one couple... They were in Tokyo when we were living over there, but they had, how do I put this? They had a a harem living with them. Yes, a harem, white boy Malcolm X. You could, I guess you could also call them a gaggle of boys around. I just, I don't know what else to call them. Harem is the best word I can think of. But they had these guys Like two or three Japanese kids. Not real kids, folks. My ex and I, those two guys, we were all in our 30s, but those kids, the harem, I don't know what you want to call them, they were in their 20s or looked that way anyway. But those guys apparently were always around and they would all just kind of randomly sleep with each other. My friends, we'll call them, I don't know, John and Sam. We'll just pick out some names. So John and Sam, they would sleep with each other. They would sleep with the boys together, alone. I, Folks, they didn't do any of that in front of me. We were never invited over for that, don't get me wrong. But that's what my ex said. He described it, not his words, but it was kind of like a free-for-all over there with who was having sex with who. We mostly met them out. We went to dinner at their place once, and I told my ex, I'm like, I am not going back to that again. It was just weird. The four of us sitting around, hanging out, and you've got these little Japanese boys running around around the house, just hanging out. They didn't join us for cocktails. They didn't join us for dinner. They were just there, I guess, when someone got horny. I've actually had a couple guys approach me for a second relationship. They've got the guy they love at home. 
but they want something else with someone else. I, of course, say, no, thank you. Not my thing. I actually told one guy, true story. I think I told you this, White Boy Malcolm X. But I did tell one guy. He was kind of annoying with it. He just kept pushing. I'm like, no, thank you. Not my thing. Go find someone else. But I wound up telling him in a moment of frustration. I said, I am many things, but I am never the mistress. Hey, if that floats your boat, if that makes you happy, if you and your partner, if you two are into that, I am, I'm pretty libertarian about that kind of thing. My two friends, John and Sam, I couldn't care less about what they were doing in that house when I wasn't there. Or how many Japanese guys those two were banging together, alone, what have you. Like I said, I'm very libertarian about those sorts of things. But I will say this, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before on this podcast. If your partner comes to you and says, Honey, would you like to try an open relationship? If they do that, I can damn well guarantee they're already in an open relationship. They are already screwing around behind your back. They just want your permission retroactively to do it moving forward. And if you say yes, you too have fun with that. From Breitbart, actress Rosanna Arquette compares Republicans to the Taliban. They are terrorists who support destroying democracy. So Rosanna Arquette, that hysterical drama queen, she is back for more. We just had, I think about two weeks ago on this podcast, Rosanna Arquette, she was yapping on, yap, 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 about the world falling into the hands of fascist dictators and (gasps) white supremacists. Hiding about, lurking in the shadows. And now she's back again that Republicans are like the Taliban. Speaking of white supremacy, though, the California governor's recall. Larry Elder, he is a black conservative. I think he's got a radio show. I think he's a columnist. He's been in the media for quite some time. But he's running to replace Gavin Gayface Newsom. Some chick over at the LA Times called him the black face of white supremacy. I'm pretty sure they've said a lot worse about Clarence Thomas and other black conservatives, but this one, he's just the black face of white supremacy. I'll tell you what, when black people go off the liberal plantation, they get in a huge amount of trouble. They're generally called Uncle Tom's, all sorts of fun names like that. But they always get in trouble if they don't toe the liberal line. They definitely get a lot more grief than folks like White Boy Malcolm X and I do for going off the gay plantation, not following gay doctrine. But I think we've got more numbers on our side. I think about, on average, in the black community, about 10% are Republican or conservative. Not always the same thing, especially in a place like California or up here in Massachusetts. But on average, about 10% of the black population tends to vote Republican. 
I think Trump got a pretty good bump from that, but that's generally about where they are. In the tribe, though, I think Trump got like 30% of the LGBTQ plus vote. He got almost a third of the tribe to vote for him. Now, the other two-thirds of the tribe, they were not particularly thrilled with those who voted for Trump. But calling someone a self-loathing homosexual, and yes, folks, I am America's most beloved self-loathing homosexual, but calling someone that, to me anyway, that's nothing. That's just some sort of stupid taunt that queens do to each other. Oh, you're just self-loathing if you're not going to vote for a Democrat. Those, those BIPOC folk, though, those woke folk, they are particularly vicious if you go off the reservation. They don't play around if you don't toe the line. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to Rosanna Arquette. She, of course, went onto Twitter, and here is her tweet. I don't know how I'm going to break this damn thing up. She is so dumb, folks. What I am about to read you, it's all one sentence, no punctuation. No commas, no periods, no semicolons. It's just, well, here, I'm just going to read it to you. Just imagine no breaks. The Taliban extremists are here in America just with a different name. The GOP right-wing extremists who support destroying democracy are the terrorists in America and will continue to terrorize America until they are stopped and pay for their crimes against Americans January 6th. And that's it. Not even a complete sentence that blithering idiot could crank out there on Twitter. So she's worried if I can try to parse that rambling sentence together. She is worried about fascist dictators and destroying democracy. It's funny, though, to me anyway, because I think that COVID really brought out people's true natures. To me, when I look at the two political parties, which political party was more likely to lock you down ad infinitum? Just look at Texas and Florida versus California and New York. Where were the dictators hanging out? Well, you've got Gavin Gayface Newsom. He, of course, was just hanging out in French Laundry, that fancy restaurant up there in Napa Valley, stuffing his gay face full of fancy food. And, of course, Andy Kumo, he was being creepy handsy with the help. When you look at those two, Gavin Gayface Newsom and Andy Kumo, and you compare him to Greg Abbott in Texas and Ron DeSantis in Florida. And folks, they really, really, really hate, despise, loathe, insert whatever word you want to here, Ron DeSantis in Florida. They cannot stand that man because he is just not going to lock that state down unless he absolutely has to. And he is, let's face it, folks, he is nowhere near that point. If anyone's being a dictator, I'm going to toss aside her silly hyperbole about fascism. But if anyone was being a dictator, if anyone was destroying democracy, I would argue it was more likely to come out of a blue state than a red one. This is the perfect example of what Shelby Steele calls the poetic truth. 
This narrative that Republicans are fascist dictators trying to destroy democracy, that is Rosanna's silly poetic truth. That is not the literal truth. But you're not allowed to say that. Get someone really, really, really butthurt that you're not acknowledging their poetic truth. Kind of like the poetic truth that Popo, all they do is drive around and shoot black people. That is what the police force is for. Driving around, burning gas, heating up the earth, shooting black people. That is all they do. According to a lot of good woke folk, that is their poetic truth. Now, anyone with half a brain knows that's not the literal truth, but you're not allowed to say that or they're going to find you unwoke and then you're really in a lot of trouble. And now that I think about it, she is just another hysterical white liberal virtue signaling to other white liberals, which is pretty much the main driver. That and assuaging their white guilt. But virtue signaling to other white folks, other white liberals, that is one of the two primary drivers of a dopey white liberal. Someone in Hollywood, if you are listening to this podcast, somebody in Hollywood, please, 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 please give her a job, reward her for her liberal virtue signaling, just get her a paycheck so she shuts the hell up. I can always tell, white boy Malcolm X, I can always tell when someone in Hollywood wants a job, wants a paycheck. They start with this crap, and they don't let up until they get that job. So I'm being serious, you folks out there in Hollywood. I want to see Rosanna Arquette signed to something. You get her a paycheck. You get her a gig. We don't have to hear her yapping on. Yap, 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 yap. At least until she needs another paycheck. So pay her well. Give her a long runway before she needs money again. And I thank you in advance. This next one is from MIT Technology Review. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Turns out it's just chance. And a little blurb underneath the headline, the most successful people are not the most talented, just the luckiest, a new computer model of wealth creation confirms. Taking that into account can maximize return on many kinds of investment. I don't know about you folks, but I suspect somebody at MIT is about to get a heavy reading of the Riot Act over this article. Every good woke folk out there knows that people are rich. People are successful because of white supremacy. White power, white fragility, white this, white that. You folks get what I'm talking about. There is an entire narrative out there, which we all know a lot of people are getting really, really, really rich selling, that says there is systemic racism propping up whitey and keeping the BIPOC folk down. Speaking of poetic truths, which also, now that I think about it, that is also a very lovely poetic truth. According to MIT, that is not the literal truth. The literal truth, at least according to those nerds over at MIT, the literal truth is that it turns out it's just chance. Not the poetic truth of systemic racism. It's just 
In a lot of ways, it's just chance. Or in White Boy Malcolm X's case, a really, really, really large trust fund that he can live off of for 10 lifetimes. But that's a different story for a different day. And it might just be my white supremacy coming out. But that, at least to me, kind of makes a lot more sense. People kind of stumble into things, stumble into success in many cases. It's not just this. I mean, if you think about the alternative narrative that they have been spinning for at least the last year and a half, that the entire U.S. system, that our entire way of life has been structured to prop up whitey, I guess you could also call it, to paraphrase Hillary Clinton, a vast whitey conspiracy. That narrative, again, just my opinion, folks. That one, sorry, that is not something I can ever swallow. But you folks over at MIT, especially since you're here in the Boston area, you folks have fun with the spanking coming your way for not towing, for not embracing the woke folks' poetic truth. Have fun and good luck. And White Boy Malcolm X, I know exactly who's going to be joining us on that train to the re-education camp to get our minds right. Those folks over at MIT Technology Review, they are going to be right next to us, right next to us on that train. And for our last story, well, it's kind of three in one. These are all Fox News stories. And here are the headlines back to back to back. Megan McCain. So yes, folks, that blooming idiot, Megan McCain, is back. So let's start that over. Megan McCain compares Queen Kamala's craven, uncontrollable laughing to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Next one. Megan McCain says creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer is unfit to lead amid Afghan turmoil, an international crisis of our own creation. And third, Megan McCain shades Queen Kamala over John McCain memorial visit. If you want to honor my dad's legacy. I, folks, I do not want to know what she is doing over there. Or should I say who she is doing over there at Fox News to get that kind of attention from that network? I feel like telling her. Now you're upset with creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer and Queen Kamala. I know, folks, that there is a huge amount of bad blood between the Trumps and the McCains. I totally know that's there. So I kind of maybe possibly understand why she looked at creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, looked at Queen Kamala, and thought, man, I really hate that Donald Trump. I would love to stick it to him and help creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer get elected. So she was part of the movement to help get creepy Uncle Joe and Queen Kamala into power. So her being upset at this point I know she's a complete blithering idiot, folks. I totally get that. But even a complete blithering idiot could see this train wreck coming 
a mile away. Don't act all upset, dummy, after you got into bed with the guy. I'm hoping only in a figurative sense. But don't complain, Megan McCain, when your candidate, your feckless candidate, winds up being the disaster that he is. And it's not like mommy didn't get her payoff either. Creepy Uncle Joe, folks, for you that don't know, he nominated Cindy McCain for U.S. Representative to the United Nations Agencies for Food and Agriculture last June. The McCains, members in good standing in the ruling class, they got their payoff at the end of the day. i tell you what, though, White Boy Malcolm X, when she announced she was leaving The View, I was like, oh, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. You have answered my prayers. You have taken this complete dithering idiot off television. But now, now she's more ubiquitous than ever. You cannot escape this dopey chick yapping her mouth. Yap, 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 yap. Ever. She may not be on The View, but Fox News, like I said, I don't know what's going on over there at Fox News. I don't know why they find her so fascinating. Not that I really want to know, but these sorts of headlines, I think, are just going to continue. And do you know why, White Boy Malcolm X, and you folks out there, do you know why I think this kind of thing is going to continue? Oh, sir, it was rhetorical. Seriously, don't even try to answer it. I will just say this. I think I know where queens with clipboards have gone. And that place, folks, is Fox News. They got queens with clipboards running around that news organization, propping up Megan McCain to come out with her dopey proclamations, bashing creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, and Queen Kamala ripping into them every chance she gets. Oh, Megan, you are on fire, dear. You are the queen of sass. You are so much better than that low rank queen from Indiana, Chastin Buttigieg. You think so? Yes, folks. I think that Megan McCain sounds just like a drunk chick in Florida. You think so? Oh, yes. You are fabulous. Jesus Christmas. What a queen has to do to earn a paycheck these days. What'd you say? Oh, nothing, princess. Now, I brought my pen and I brought my clipboard, so we need to check off a few more of those snark boxes that Fox News gave us for you to earn more favorable coverage. Okay. Princess, what are you doing with those crayons? I'm writing my autobiography. Yes, of course you are. Now, honey, you can do that later. Pen, clipboard, boxes that need to be checked. We need to focus. So let's go down our list. Get creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer for his poor handling of Afghanistan. Well, that is a box I can definitely check. Go after Queen Kamala for her hideous giggling. I can certainly check that box. And I am going to double check that box for the Hanoi visit, dear. Oh, I'm, I'm so good, aren't I? 
Oh yes, princess, you are. Here's another one for you to consider, though. Maybe say something about Hunter Biden and how horrible it is that a politician's children profit off their parents' connections. Well, maybe not that one. Let's go to the next one. Oh, this one came from Sean Hannity. Maybe we can say something about how Laura Ingram is a big old slut. Oh, hell no. We are not getting in the middle of that cat fight. I don't care who Sean Hannity is. He is not going to get me to check that box. Let's go to the next one. Neil Cavuto is a big fat meanie. That damn Sean Hannity. I do not know who he is blowing to get these put on my clipboard, but I am not happy with that man. Him trying to stir up trouble, get me to check off these boxes. Megan, are you even paying attention? <coughs> what? Princess, what are you doing drawing stick figures? I am trying to check boxes here. <coughs> I'm writing my autobiography. This is the part where my mommy and daddy get me a job on The View because I'm really smart and I have lots of important things to say. Princess, everyone knows they got you that job to get you from sucking them dry. I'm pretty sure that's a box any parent would check if you were sitting in their house. It was either the view or whoring you out to third world despots, but Hunter Biden and Creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, they were not going to have you get in on their action. That was not a box they were going to let you check. Princess, I don't mean to be mean, but you are really smart in a Joy Behar or Anderson Cooper kind of way. I think we can agree on that kind of smart, but we are clearly not going to be checking any more boxes today, so I will come back tomorrow and we can pick this back up then. Okay, Princess? Uh, I want Doritos! No, Princess. We are not checking that box again. Your Dorito farts are dreadful. Now, I will see you tomorrow. And I think, folks, we will just step out of that awkward conversation between Megan McCain and a queen with a clipboard. Clearly not going very well for that poor queen. Got herself a pen, a clipboard, and all sorts of boxes she wants to check. Poor girl. Can't get that done like she wants to. But bless her heart for trying. I cannot imagine, folks, what having to deal with Megan McCain on a daily basis would be like. But I guess that's what a cocktail is for, for that poor queen having to deal with that. So on that note, since I am really jet-lagged and I cannot top that poor queen with a clipboard having to deal with Megan McCain since I cannot top that and I really do need to take a nap. It is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a great start to your week, and we will see you back here, well, probably two weeks, depending on the Labor Day holiday. But we will see you back here when we see you, possibly in a couple of days. In the meantime, 
Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.